0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Anita Jay, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And today is Tuesday, November 14th, 2017. This is the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting. And today we're reading from the big book, and we are on page XVIII, the forward to the second edition. We're beginning with the second paragraph. Our society then entered a fearsome and exciting, and we're gonna read through three paragraphs, ending with um, greatest assets that our society has. And there'll be comments on all three paragraphs. Today's readers are, for the 12 steps, Amanda S., the 12 traditions, Anita L., and readers of the text this morning are Julie R., Rebecca F., and Waiting in the Wings, in case, Mary B. The share ID numbers for yesterday, Monday, November 13th, are, for the 7 a.m. meeting, 10,600. And for the 10 a.m. meeting, 10,665. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. and compulsive food behaviors, and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. always fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Amanda S. to read Always 12 Steps.
1: Good morning. May I be heard? Yes, thanks. Okay. Good morning, Anita. Good morning, everyone. This is Amanda S. calling from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. The 12 steps. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I pass. Thanks so much, Amanda S. And I'll
0: now ask Anita L. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning,
2: everybody. This is Anita L. from outside of Philadelphia 4. Each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. 5. Each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and with that, I test. Have a beautiful day, everybody.
0: Thank you so much, Anita L., To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today we resume our study of the big book and we are in the forward to the second edition on page XVIII beginning with Our Society Then Entered a Fearsome and Exciting. And we go through three paragraphs. And um, we're going to start with Julie R. to lead us off. Good morning.
3: Hi, thank you. This is Julie R. from California, but currently in New Jersey. Our Society Then Entered a Fearsome and Exciting Adolescent Period. The test that it faced was this. Could these large numbers of erstwhile erratic alcoholics successfully meet and work together? Would there be quarrels over membership, leadership, and money? Would there be strivings for power and prestige? Would there be schisms which would split AA apart? Soon AA was beset by these very problems on every side and in every group. But out of this frightening and at first disrupting experience, the conviction grew that AA's had to hang together or die separately. We had to unify our fellowship or pass off the scene. As we discovered the principles by which the individual alcoholic could live, so we had to evolve principles by which the AA groups and AA as a whole could survive and function effectively. It was thought that no alcoholic man or woman could be excluded from our society, that our leaders might serve but never govern, that each group was to be autonomous and there was to be no professional class of therapy. There were to be no fees or dues. Our expenses were to be met by our own voluntary contributions. There was to be the least possible organization, even in our service centers. Our public relations were to be based upon attraction rather than promotion. It was decided that all members ought to be anonymous at the level of press, radio, TV, and films, and in no circumstances should we give endorsements, make alliances, or enter public controversies. This was the substance of AA's 12 traditions, which are stated in full on page 561 of this book. Though none of these principles had the force of rules or laws, they had become so widely accepted by 1950 that they were confirmed by our first international conference held at Cleveland. Today, the remarkable unity of AA is one of the greatest assets that our society has. And again, I'm Julie R., a recovered compulsive overeater. And Anita, if you could time me, that would be great. There's, you know, there's so many things in these three paragraphs, you know, it talks about that they entered this fearsome and exciting adolescent period. So it was so big. I don't think they realized how big this was going to be. And, you know, God definitely had a hand on this because this could have been with the opposite way. You get a, I know for me, a compulsive overeater in a room trying to organize something and you get a whole bunch of them, everybody wants to control, right? In in this flying blind period, everybody, you know, had an opinion. But, you know, they were able to get through and know if this is going to work, we've got to have some, you know, they didn't call them traditions then, and that's what I have outlined in my book. That second paragraph when it starts listing, there are no dues or fees, expenses, et cetera, you know, that was the outline of the 12 traditions. I mean, they knew that they had to do something because if they hadn't have done this and it would have just been a lot of people trying to be in charge, OA wouldn't have been here. And on the, you know, on the flip side of that, it talks about we had to unify our fellowship or pass off the scene. You know, it's so sad that we have so many, you know, facets of OA. I don't know how many there are, but there's in OA, out of OA. There's tons of groups. And, you know, we all have one thing in common, right, to be free, and you know, we OA didn't um, didn't kind of follow this unify our fellowship, but you know, you never know it might come back. And I'm just excited to be part of Overeaters Anonymous that came from AA because I would be dead right now without this program. And I'm glad that we have the twelve traditions because nobody is in charge but one person and that is God. And with
4: that I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Juliar. Who else would like to comment on what was red?
5: Matt Larry. Larry. Larry.
0: Matt, mm-hmm. just a minute. Larry. Just a minute, Matt and Larry. And who's the woman?
6: Mary Lisa B.
0: S. Mary B. and Tina S. Lisa B. Ginger C. and Lisa B. and who else? Who is the C? Melissa. Ginger C. Ginger C. Okay. Oh, that's a good number. That's perfect. Okay, Matt, Larry, Mary B., Tina S., Lisa B., and Ginger C. All right, take it away, Matt.
7: Thank you, Anita. Thank you for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt M., compulsive overeater. And, uh, yeah, this is a very, um, really powerful paragraph. So there's a lot in here. And forget the paragraph for a minute that the, that the 12 traditions were written on. Uh, I've had them meetings where I've had to deal with this thing of money and prestige. And uh, my interview has what they call... Um, Outreach committee, where we we come up with ideas and how to try to get more members into our into our society. And so that might be going against tradition but we've done things like putting uh, put mats in diners. We had a little little advertisement on the mats that you that she put the before you put your food down. We've done a both of the billboard, the PNC Bank billboard over here in New Jersey on the highway, and we tried to like get the message out there. We also had a lot of flyers we put out on bulletin boards and libraries and shop, and different uh, food stores, and we've, we've got new members for some of these things, but we have to be, be aware of that that tradition, like we, we, we can't be, um, attra- it has to be attraction rather than promotion, and even my home meeting isn't very good now, it got really small from what it used to be when I first started years and years ago, like over 10 years ago, um, it's gotten really small and only a handful of people go because I think they lost the message, it's not a big book meeting, I think, I had nothing against other types of meetings, furniture meetings are you know, other types of meetings. But I think Big Book meetings is where the program of recovery is at. And that's where people get recovered, you know, and, um, I, it's kind of sad to see my home meeting like that. It's a speaker discussion meeting and to see it so small, uh, it needs help. And, um, I'm looking at that, and I I see some of the problems we have in that meeting and and some of the other meetings. There's too many different groups of OA, you know, like like someone shared. There's like four or five different types of OAs that I know, and one of them is all about the food. Another one is all about so strict, like, you know, like, like a drill sergeant strict. Another one is just like they call regular OA, and, you know, that's the problem. We're fracturing ourselves by bit by bit. Splitting ourselves down the middle and making ourselves into smaller bits and smaller bits where we have to bring the whole that together as a whole. We're all compulsive over ears and we all have that same common problem the mental twist and the physical allergy. We all have to come together and stay together as a group or fall, fall off the scene. That's why a lot of meetings we've closed, a few meetings in my area. We used to have over, close to 45 meetings. I think now we're down to like 39. or and it's, Our meetings are disappearing. I've seen it like in my, my time, I've seen about two or three meetings close in my time, and it's not good. It's really not good. It's unhealthy. And that's because I think we're losing the message in LA. You know, that's why, like, the next page is about the statistics. But back in the day, they had really great statistical um, success, So we don't have that in LA. It's like 0.5%, I believe. It. I could be wrong, but it's, we've known a lot of people don't stay recovered, and that's the problem because we lost the message along the way, and that's we all have to come back together instead and unify or fall off the scene with that on fast. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Madam. <laughs> Larry Kay, good morning.
5: Good morning, Anita. Good morning. Um, this is uh, Larry Kaye. I'm a recovered, compostable reader, and I'm, I'm from Chicago. You know, <clears throat> frankly, when I came into OA, uh, the, the, the last thing I wanted to hear about was, was traditions. I mean, how are some traditions going to separate me from the food that's killing me? And you, you may be different, but I was working a, kind of a gimme, gimme program, get me some program. And, you know, I'm feeling a bit theatrical this morning, Anita, so bear with me. But I, do you remember, remember Veruca Salt, the character from Willy Wonka? The, um, you know, and, and I love it because it really, it's humbling for me. She, she was like, hey, daddy, I want a golden goose. I want my geese to lay golden eggs for Easter. You know, give it to me. And that's really the way I, I, I wanted the whole world. I wanted to lock it all up in my pocket, you know. See, we chuckle, but without our traditions, this is how we can treat OA. Because I don't care how, I want it now, and it's my turn. I've been in pain. Don't I deserve it? You know, and and the thing about it is, is what's interesting about this for me, is when I look at Bill W. said that, that, you know, we of Alcoholics Anonymous have never enthusiastically responded to any assumption of personal authority, one of our traditions here. In other words, nobody on this line is an elder or an anointed authority. No one's been elected. And the opinions that we espouse each morning, you know, will never speak for OA as a whole. See, so the, the, there's no hierarchy here. There's no, no experts, no gurus. Nobody got to the rooms of OA on a, on a tremendous winning streak, right? See, and God came to me through, not through my physical and emotional strength when I got here, although it was very limited indeed, but, and he didn't come to me through you know, steadiness of character as a man or my intellect. Rather, God came to me through my wounds, my weaknesses, my tears, And God, it's interesting, because God, through these steps, didn't withhold his grace from me until I was worthy of receiving it. That time wouldn't come that I was worthy of receiving it. See, what, what happened was this higher power ran to me as soon as I was open to accepting the mercy through these steps. And how does one show their openness to this healing? Action, action, action. You know, what takes these actions we take these actions. We take them in the face of uncertainty. We, 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 we st- stay true to our traditions as best we can. We truce, choose to, to trust in, in this process, right? That's what we do. I'm no longer working a, a, a Baruka program, Daddy. I want it, but it's not, you know I do it through the actions, and then I get the result. With that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Perfect. Three minutes. Thank you, Larry. Mary B., good morning. You are up.
8: Good morning again, Anita. Thank you. This is Mary B., gratefully recovered in Central California. And I've always been so grateful that AA went through all of those problems that they had that created the 12 traditions, and we didn't have to go through all those controversies because we had our own. And it was a doozy, and it did split us apart. And that was, oh gosh, it must have been 1962 or 63 when Irene B. came in with what was called, because it was printed on gray paper, the gray sheet, a food plan. And the controversy was um, a lot of the members trying to have that food plan adopted as required for OA. And I remember standing outside a room of a motel, a meeting room of a motel in the Northern Valley while the uh, people on the board or the committee were meeting in that room to decide whether or not to adopt that food plan. And they didn't. And I even have a Um, a readout, a printout of a talk that Roseanne gave at a convention. And in it, she mentioned that she felt OA made a mistake when they eliminated all food plans. I personally need to follow a food plan and weigh and measure my food, and it's worked for me for many years, and that's fine. There's a recent edition of the Lifeline, and the main... Uh, article was, there are many ways to work the program OA, and it mentions uh, OA how and weighing and measuring or not, and it's all accepted in Overeaters Anonymous. Now, I have been in all of the offshoots, what I call sister programs. AA is the father, OA the mother, And all of those offshoots are our sister programs, and I've been in many of them. I hear on this line many people that I know from those um, offshoots. They're here in this big book study. And I get phone calls from people in town uh, who were in one of the sister programs calling me about a vision for you all the time. We are having a big book renaissance, not a food plan renaissance. We're going to be okay. God was here in the beginning, still here, still in charge. We're going to be okay. Thank you very much for the opportunity to share this morning.
0: Thanks thanks so much, Mary B., And good morning, Tina S.
9: Thanks, Anita. Tina S., Recovered Compulsive Eater Anorexic in Florida. Wow, great meeting, great meeting. You know, I think I'm going to be on board with uh, a previous share that, you know, I didn't come here for the good of AA or OA. You know, I came here for the good of Tina. And, uh, you know, thank you, God, that I stayed for the good of uh, AA and OA. Uh, I love that it talks about that, you know, Our society then entered a fearsome and exciting, you know, it was frightening and it was enthusiastic at the same time. And it talks about adolescent period, you know, that's the period of growth. That's what happened with Alcoholics Anonymous back in the 30s. And, you know, today with OA, and I love the previous share. I'm just so excited about people that really know a lot of the history of OA as well as AA, and it just, it keeps me uh, really on the the beam. And, you know, I, I like that it also talks about that, you know, and it talks about us. Could these large numbers of erst well erratic, you know? I was once very unpredictable. Now, could we come together, you know, and could this thing be, be successful? Could it live with a, a, um, and function, you know, survive and for, with the result, you know? And that's what they talk about here. And can we continue to do this? Can we continue to do this? I always heard that the 12 steps are so I don't commit suicide, and the 12 traditions are so I don't commit homicide, You know, and that's the truth. Can we live together, you know, usefully and for a sole purpose? And, and this gives me the opportunity today. You know, I've been in many uh, studies, many big book studies, for tw- step studies, tradition studies. And over time, I have a passion that tells me I want this thing called OA and AA to survive so that when somebody needs it, it's there. It's not about me today. Although, well, maybe next in the next hour it will be, but for right now what we're talking about is the good of, of AA and OA as a whole. Well, that'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thanks very much, Tina S. Lisa B. followed by Ginger C. Good morning, Lisa.
10: Good morning, Anita. Can you hear me okay? Perfectly. Oh, great. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for your service. Good morning, everyone. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. And the line that jumps out for me is where it says, entered a fearsome and exciting adolescent period. Um, erstwhile, erratic, alcoholic, successfully meeting and working together. And, you know, I can definitely identify with that as myself, you know, recovering and being a recovered person. And I do enter into those fearsome and exciting adolescent periods today. And I can be erstwhile and erratic. And I was taught that the traditions can apply to all areas of my life dealing with groups, dealing with work, um, their principles. And um, I did want to mention the 12th tradition, which in the long form, it's wonderful to read the long form of the traditions. And what really spoke to me about the 12th tradition is, it says on page 566, this to the end, that our greatest blessings may never spoil us, that we shall forever live in thankful contemplation of him who presides over us all. And what that is saying to me is that it's better for me to get up, if I have to get up at 3 a.m. to be able to do my um, Step 11, my morning meditation, and really get right with God. Because for me, as an addict, what I like to do is live separate and apart from my higher power. I like to run the show. And that's just going to be so dangerous for me. So even interwoven in the traditions is um, a way of living. It's a plan of living that works. So um, I just need to be connected, and then I can bring that by living in the traditions, into the groups that I'm dealing with, whether it be my, my meetings or my family or my work, um, every, every aspect of my life. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thanks a lot, uh, Lisa B. Ginger C., you are up.
0: Good morning.
11: Hi, good morning, and thank you so much for your service. This is Ginger C. Recovered in Colorado. And um, I just love that we were reading on these 12 traditions this morning and it says um you know we had to evolve principles by which the AA groups and AA as a whole could survive and function effectively and Bill W said that if we don't stick to these traditions and these principles we shall almost certainly collapse and if we collapse we cannot help anyone so these are vital. And I was in a meeting last week, and a friend that's got 30-plus years of recovery in OA said, Ginger, you know what? If you're doing only the 12 steps in the big book, you're only doing half a program. And it was like, wow, you're absolutely right. You know, we have the 12 steps and the 12 traditions. And for a reason, just like the last person shared, it helps with our relationships. And we need help. We take hostages. We don't know how to be in relation with the world and with each other. And we have to have group consciences. And we have to meet. And we have to get together and and work together. So, you know, I always heard, too, that the 12 steps are how we get recovered. And the 12 traditions are why it works. So I'm so grateful, especially the vision, that they're so adherent to these 12 traditions. Because that's why this meeting is so strong, and that's why a lot of good meetings, they're really into the tradition as much as they're into the 12 steps. So I'm just so grateful, again, for this study and with that iPad. Thanks a lot, Ginger C. All right. Who else
0: would like to comment?
12: Nancy R. Barbara E.
0: Nancy R. Barbara E. Janice M. Janice M. Pete B. Pete B. Jody E. Q. Jody E. Q. Judith R. Judith R. All right. Very good. All right. So we're going with Nancy R., Barbara E., Janice M., Pete B., Jody E. Q., and Judith R. Nancy R., good morning to you.
12: Good morning. Can you hear me?
0: Yes, thank you.
12: Well, thank you for your service, and uh, thanks to everyone who shared. And thank you, God, for Old Readers Anonymous, and thank you, God, for Visions for You. You know, the the phrase, adolescence, uh, really struck me today. I was the principal of an elementary school, and uh, I would see sweet little kids, sweet little kids that that would come to my office and I would hug. And uh, kiss. I-, I was at one school for 34 years. And <clears throat> once, they ran- once they became adolescents, these sweet little kids just became uh, almost uh, incorrigible, some of them. And um, uh, technically, the period of a- adolescence is from like 9 or 10 until their late teens. But it varies. You know, uh, some-, some kids mature earlier, and unfortunately, some of them never mature they remain stuck. And, um, what I've read, what I've read, uh, about addictions is that those of us and those of our disease stop maturing when we start using. So this sort of explains to me, it explains what's happened with our fellowship. Uh, the period of adolescence, uh, some of us really got stuck in our adolescent period. And, um, uh, adolescents do not like being told what to do. They think they know it all, and they really don't know anything. And so as a result, um, my home one of my home meetings in Chicago recently closed, and, and as I reflected on it, it's understandable because there was no message there. There was no message. So I feel very hopeful, as one of the earlier speakers did. I, I do believe we're going to make it. I think uh, there are many people who have past the adolescent phase in this program and have matured and really understand the essence of this program. And I really thank God for these people, uh, because had not I found this room four years ago, I too might still be floundering around. But thanks be to my higher power who led me into visions, Uh, I have a message to share in, in, in the groups that I attend. that that it is possible to recover in this program. So thank you for everybody who comes on here day after day, those who come on here day after day and share their message of hope, their message of depth and weight. I thank you very much. Thank you for letting me share.
0: Thanks a lot, Nancy R. Barbara E., it's your turn. Good morning.
4: Good morning, everyone in New Jersey and beyond. I am Barbara E. from New Jersey, and I am so fortunate that I was able to get on this meeting today because I had always thought the traditions were something that I could skip. The steps, no, but the traditions, yes. We're very, very fortunate in my area of New Jersey that the meetings are all different. They all have a common purpose. That is the desire to stop eating compulsively. And they're all autonomous. So I'm grateful to go to a step meeting, a big book meeting, a no-nonsense beginner meeting where we hear positive shares about recovery, recovery, recovery. And to piggyback on what was just said, as a former teacher... I know that middle school teachers say that is the most challenging of all, not elementary, not high school, where so many of them, at least in my area, are focused on getting into college. Adolescence, is that period of life when the child develops into an adult, the state of progress where they're growing up prior to maturity, and that's what we had to do in the traditions. I also have gone to, in the past, and thoroughly enjoyed a group where we read the steps, all 12, and discussed them, and then read the traditions, all 12, and discussed them. So I got to hear, common welfare, leaders are just trusted servants, not governing. Each group does have the privilege of being autonomous. And that, I think, is good. I don't think, for me, that that is splitting us apart. I have not been to a how meeting, but I know what they're about. I haven't been to a 90 and 90, but I know what they're about. I've never been told what foods I need to eat. I've been told to pick a food plan that I can live with and weigh and measure it. I don't take a scale to a restaurant, even though some groups say one must. That's okay. That's what autonomy is about. And that we have no opinion on outside issues at a time in our life where the government alone can't deal. They feel like they're stuck in stasis, in immaturity, in adolescence. We do not have to be that way. And, yes, there are meetings closing, and that is unfortunate because perhaps, as we been, we agree, the big book is not stressed enough. That's why I go here every single day to revisit, Fine. thank you, and enjoy your shares and the big book. Thank you. I pass so gratefully.
0: Thank you. Thanks a lot, Barbara E. Janice M., good morning to you. And good morning to you, Anita J. <laughs> this is Janice M., and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Yeah, the traditions, this is how they were brought into being. I mean, that had to be God because, you know, and Bill and the people that were already recovered, see, because the goal, I believe, the the, um, the early pioneers, they had one goal. One goal, and that was recovery. So these traditions were brought about through recovery. Now, I can't expect somebody that's not recovered yet to abide by these traditions. I mean, you know, they're coming in here, they want to stop eating. everybody's coming in here, including myself, with an ego, an ego. I want for me, I want for me, I want for the individual. Well, that's what the 12 steps are for. Remember, we did the triangle. That's the very first goal is to be recovered because if you're not recovered, you're guided. I was, I'm was. i guided by myself and who I should be, and my prestige, and what I want. Well, when you're recovered, you're a different person. You're guided by a God-conscious state. So it's no more about me. It's about us. And that's why these traditions were, were penned for one thing and one thing only, so that the goal is for the group unified. What does that mean, unified? What are we going to be unified in? The unification is for recovery, one solution, and that's why we all get along because we're all doing the same thing and we're here for one goal. And, yeah, we still have individualism, but it's for the good of the group. A lot of the decisions in this group are vision for you. There's no leaders. You know, uh, there's doctors, there's teachers, there's uh, wealthy people, there's poor people. But nobody is, there's no elections for the top dog because once you become the top dog, because everybody wants to be the top dog. That's what adolescence is. Oh, you know. But you see, it it doesn't work because I've been in, in groups that did split because of egos, and not for the group of what they want. This is not how we live. But the traditions of, you know, help me live in my home. You'd be surprised how they le- I learned that, okay, this is for the group. This is not just for me, so I'm going to go along. Because, you know, as a compulsive overeater, I'm very egotistical, and I want what I want for me. But we're going to live now in a different um, dimension. We're going to live, and we and this is going to be transferred to our home, to our jobs, to the community, and to get along. Because that was always my problem anyway. Relationships, ego, selfishness, self-centered, and uh, we have to. be, We're governed now by a higher power, and with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you very much, Janice. Uh, Pete B. Followed by Jody E. Q. Yes.
13: Yeah. Good morning. Uh, can you hear me?
0: Yes. Thank you.
13: Great. Thanks. My name is Pete B. I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Pennsylvania, uh, abstinent today by God's grace and mercy. And uh, this has been such such a great uh, meeting, and you did such a great job, moderator, and and, uh, and running it. And uh, I just you know I just like to you know this is I guess my opinion, but um, I think the greatest part. Uh, I mean, a great part of this fellowship is that, you know, the day I walked in the door is the day I reached the highest possible level you can get to, which is member, right? Like, I I don't know of any other organization that, you know, you walk in and you made it, right? You're, you're a member. And uh, unfortunately, you know, the only re- requirement for membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, that doesn't mean I'm a compulsive reader. You know, I, I, my my mom has a desire to stop eating compulsively, and you know, she's not a compulsive overeater. You know, I, I've learned through this program that I you know I have I have I have a disease, a hopeless condition of the mind and body that gets worse, never better, and the only treatment for that disease is a spiritual program. And and that's you know, in my perspective, I look at you know, we what we're doing right now is the fellowship. Of Alcoholics Anonymous or the Fellowship of Overeaters Anonymous, um, and it differs from the program of Alcoholics Anonymous. The program of Alcoholics Anonymous is in this text. Uh, is in is is the uh, is in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. That's the program. So this this fellowship, you know, we're we're not the first organization to try to address alcoholism or compulsive overeating. Uh, we, we, we're probably not going to be the last. As we see this uh, the fellowship begin to splinter into different categories, and that could demise. Uh, we, could, we, we could fall apart. And the fact of the matter is is that if that does happen, I still have, I still am a compulsive reader, I still am an alcoholic. I still need to be recovered, and that recovery, that strength, that power needs to come from a power greater than myself, which the program leads me to. Right, so even if OA closes, right, would, does that mean that I, I'm now a, a, an active, you know, uh, a person living in the disease? Nah, I, you know, th- this book tells me that I could walk a free man, fellowship or no fellowship, you know, with the with uh, w- w- with the power that comes from working this program. Um, I could remain recovered. You know, I love what the Twelve and Twelve says in the beginning of the Twelve and Twelve that this the steps are a set of principles. Spiritual in their nature, which if practiced as a way of life, can expel the obsession to drink and enable the sufferer to become happily and usefully whole and uh, yeah, that is with the fellowship or without the fellowship and with that i'll pass
0: perfectly good p b thank you uh, jody e q you are up good morning thank
14: you Anita. Good morning. my name is jody e q and I am a grateful recovered Compulsive Overeater and Bulimic in California. Oh, these 12 traditions, they are amazing. They certainly do seem to have been channeled from God. They have such, um, they're so, I don't know, there's something about them. There's, how could any one person come up with them? I'm not sure. Um, we have them in OA as well. And as long as every group abides by these traditions, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be okay. As long as Overeaters Anonymous as a whole abides by these traditions, I believe we will be okay also. There has been a lot of... Um, a lot of... Uh, schism in o a there's been a lot of splintering off of groups we have different as someone else said we have many kinds of groups within o a many other sister groups of o a and you know we're we' we're, we're all we're we're all here um we're all existing so far and all I have to be concerned with is finding a group that works for me and that can allow me to recover and stay recovered. And that has drawn me to this particular group where we study the big book for whatever reason. It, it seems to have the message of depth and weight that I need to uh, carry this message effectively. I, uh, that's what I love about this uh, particular meeting and this big book is that I can use this book to sponsor others effectively and it works i've tried other methods with uh, much less success so whatever works and these traditions work this book works and this meeting is working for me and i'm grateful and with that i pass
0: thank you very much jody eq and um, judith r it's your turn good
15: morning Good morning, Anita. Thank you so much. This is Judith R., Gratefully Recovered in Vermont. Um, OA started in 1960, and I came in when OA was 18 years old, so we were literally adolescent. And during these almost 40 years that I've been in, I've seen a swing, the pendulum, back and forth. I, To simplify it, one could almost say, that we swung before um, abstinence, everything's about abstinence, and then we would swing back and say, no, it's all about the steps, and then we would go abstinence, and then we would go no steps, and back and forth and back and forth, and it was crazy. I, I remember going to a meeting where a woman had her big book marked up with a million pieces of paper in it and different colors, and she was at three or 400 pounds, and that that was not good for me because I thought, wow, I guess the book isn't going to do it. Um, and, then, and because of that sort of thing, a bunch of people said, no, this, is, this program is not working. We've got to go with abstinence and we've got to just focus on abstinence. And so the pendulum swung and it, everything was about abstinence, most important thing in my life, et cetera. And thank you, God. I really thought about 10 years ago, I thought OA might die. Because I could see just the weakness that was that was in us, and um, it is we are now in a renaissance, and the balance between abstinence and the steps and understanding—they're all part of the same gift that God has given us. And um, it's such a sigh of relief uh, because I watched, I watched as we splintered off, and I participated in various splinters and it we don't have to splinter anymore. We we've got what we need. And we've got God and we've got each other. Thanks.
0: Thank that you I've so had. much. Thanks. Uh we have time for a couple more. Leslie W. Harlan G. Okay. Linda R. Leslie w. Okay, let's stop there. Harlan, Leslie, Harlan, and uh Linda,
16: hopefully we'll get to you. Okay, Leslie, go ahead. Thank you so much, Anita. This is Leslie W., a recovered compulsive overeater in Tennessee. Just wanted to share about, take a little different stance Um, this morning. There were to be no fees or dues. Our expenses were to be met by our own voluntary contributions. I just want to share how grateful I am for this particular tradition because, um, you know, seven years ago or uh, coming coming close to eight years when I first entered program, I had a very um, unhealthy marriage and, um, you know, I know that my husband <laughs> would have never um, approved or uh, allowed for me to go to any kind of organization that I would have had to pay for. Um, he would have said, No, you're just going to have to figure it out on your own. For, you know, w- we also had a lot of financial difficulties at that point. So I could not, you know, it was just, it was just a totally different time for me. And, and I am so grateful that today that this tradition is, still exists. Um, because I can remember walking in the rooms and thinking, All I have to do is contribute. You mean I don't have to pay dues? You mean I don't have to pay for this? You mean people just want to help me? Just because out of the goodness of their heart? No, nah, what's the catch? You know? I I didn't I didn't I didn't buy it and at first, but now I understand and now I'm so so incredibly grateful because um I didn't have um the ability to pay for this program back then and nor did I have the ability to um to 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 come and do that um without my husband's blessing and so today i can i can honestly say that um that i can share that openly and because it's not my truth today but i i will say that uh i know there's a lot of women out there that are 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 men you know that may have been in that position and so that and may still be in that position so that tradition um enables all of us to get well. All right?
0: I pass. Thanks a lot, Leslie W. Hey, good morning, Harlan G.
17: Good morning, Anita J. Well, I'm, I'm so honored to be here. And I want to thank you, Anita, for your service and Team Tuesday. The big book was published. I'm Harlan G., by the way. I'm a recovered compulsive overreader from Scottsdale, Arizona. The big book was published in April of 1939, and as the book started going out, at first you couldn't give it away, but then through a series of things that which we've already talked about yesterday, the fellowship started to grow. And in Newark, New Jersey, on Walnut Street, where the big book was typed, Ruth Hock was the secretary of the uh, of the uh, company that Hank Parkhurst had, and that's where the big book was typed and. Uh, Hank Parkhurst fell in love with Ruth, and he wanted her to run away with him. He was married, and he wanted her to run off with him, and she wouldn't do it. So he assumed that she was going to run away with Bill Wilson. Bill was married to Lois, and Hank started to drink again, and he started going up and down the eastern seaboard, and he started telling groups of AA not to send their money into the central office, that Bill was a crook and, 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 and that Bill had fooled him and introduced him into thinking that they were friends. There was one guy down in Miami in the early 1940s that was selling memberships to Alcoholics Anonymous. And they went down there and they confronted him and he says, oh, it's not as ominous as it seems, but you have to understand that Floridians are not going to go in for anything that's free. If they don't pay for it, they'll assume it has no value. And in the early 1940s, somebody said to Bill and Bob, if we're not careful, we're going to go the way of the Washingtonians. And the Washingtonians, which were started in 1840 by Bill Mitchell and David Hoss and a couple of other drunks in Baltimore, Maryland, they were so extinct that Bill and Bob didn't even know who the Washingtonians were. The Washingtonians in in 1840 got together and said, we're going to stop drinking. But then they got sidetracked by the three things, property, politics, and personalities. And they started getting embroiled in in controversies over slavery and controversies over the prohibition of alcoholism and alcohol, and they didn't focus in on their primary purpose at all whatsoever. And Bill and Bob knew that they weren't going to live live forever. Bill was in a severe depression in the nineteen forties. He was a depression. And the traditions started getting introduced in Grapevine magazine, which is the what we would have a lifeline there is this grapevine in 1945. He started introducing the traditions, but he couldn't call them rules because he knew that alcoholics were sensitive rebels and that they didn't want rules. They're sensitive, perfectionistic rebels, he said. And if we call them rules, they'll rebel. And they came up with the word traditions and this is where it is born from, is from these controversies. AA was coming apart, and we've got schisms, and we've got all kinds of things in OA today. But this is where this comes from, and we have survived thusly, and hopefully we will continue to survive. And the renaissance of OA, the big book renaissance of OA, the cornerstone of it is what we're doing here in vision. And um, with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thanks a lot. Carolyn, always learn something new. And um, we have um, two minutes for you, Linda. Go ahead.
6: Thank you, and thank you so much for your service today. Linda R. recovered in South Florida. I'll make it really quick. So the traditions are, for me, the opportunity to apply the principles in my daily living. When I first came in, I really didn't quite understand that, but it's really the transference of the step work into the you know, the humility of my life. You know, also the traditions are really for the group. It's, you know, for the group to really have unity while they're operating. Um, also, I want to share that when I came in in 71, OA was very strong based on, you know, a food plan. And it did go through a lot of ebb and flow. But I want to just share that for me, the testimony that we are alive and kicking is when I attend conventions, conferences. And do group on the intergroup, you know, do service on the higher level. So when I went to that, you know, last uh, convention in Newark, that to me is testimony that we are so strong and thriving. And I'm just so blessed and grateful to be a part of this whole thing. And thank you for allowing me to share.
0: I say hey, hey, Perfect. Hey, Linda, thank you. All right. We now um, have reached the end of this hour. Went fast, didn't it, folks? I want to thank everybody who helped me run this meeting, Amanda F., Anita L., Julie R., Rebecca F., and in the wings, Mary B., and everybody who shared. Um, We'll now end with, as we always do, a vision for you on page 164. And will Rebecca F., would you please read it for us?
18: Yes, thank you, Anita. This is Rebecca F., a recovered compulsive overeater from Connecticut. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order.